Welcome to episode seven of the Journey to Bravery podcast. My name is Alicia Gregg and I'm your host. If we are going to be on this journey of raising disciples for the kingdom of God, it's important that we are practicing healthy and effective self-care because we can't pour from an empty cup and still expect to fill others up. So for the next three weeks, today being week one, I wanna share that part of my life with you. Not just the struggles of self-care, but the victories also. In my own personal walk, there have been three things that have been essential for proper self-care, whether it be spiritually, physically, or emotionally. So today's topic title is, His Word is My Self-Care. As a mom to four, I have to be filled for the mission at hand. And I attain that fulfillment, not from anything the world has to offer, but by being in God's word, because his truth is life-giving. Scripture says that we don't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I need more than the things around me to sustain me through life. I need his word because it is what sustains me. It is what gives me rest and strength. It is the lamp to my feet on this walk of life. And Lord knows that I need some light shed on this journey of motherhood because honestly, sometimes it is so confusing and I, I get stuck in these seasons of, I don't know how, I don't know what to do, especially with my oldest son. I feel like he's kind of the experiment child where we learn what to do and what not to do. And then we make changes for his younger siblings. They say that life doesn't come with a manual, it comes with a mother. But I say life does come with a manual, and it's God's word. It's the Bible. His word is a manual for every journey, every season, and every part in every second of life. Not only does his word direct me through life, but it has a unique way of reviving me, encouraging me, and just bringing life back to my body. His word is my self-care. But you know, I didn't always feel that way. In fact, that was the case for most of my life. I finally discovered the love of the Lord about two years after I became a mother. And at this time in my life, motherhood pretty much consumed me. All the things that I did before having a baby were no longer, not even my career. Motherhood had become my life, my only life. I lost myself in it and ran myself dry. I gave my kids every single drop of me. I didn't even take care of my basic human needs, barely. Sometimes I would get to the end of the day and realize that I had only eaten a handful of goldfish and two cold chicken nuggets. <laughs> I struggled to remember the last time that I showered or wore my hair down. I was in a place of pouring from an empty cup and I'm sure you know, but let me tell you, it was exhausting. It was defeating and depleting and just altogether unhealthy. When God made me a mom, this was not the vision he had for me. 
but it was where the enemy wanted me to make me miserable, barely surviving, stealing the joy out of this beautiful gift of motherhood. If the enemy could keep me tired and run down, then I would negate the responsibility of raising up the next generation of Christ followers. He had me right where he wanted me. But it all started to change when I began to develop a hunger for the word, for reading my Bible. And this started about four years after I received Christ as my savior. When I look back to that time, I wonder why it took me so long to start reading the Bible. Why didn't I start immediately to even just read a scripture a day? You know, with it being readily available in stores and apps, like I can literally just turn on my phone and there it is. But I simply lacked a desire to want to. And the root of that was probably lots of different things like intimidation or relevance, time, willingness, the enemy. But, you know, I think the biggest thing was that I just didn't value it because we make time for the things that we value most. And reading my Bible was just not one of them at the time. Now, I don't remember the exact moment or event that my heart shifted and I began to crave the word, but it seemed to happen bits and pieces at a time, starting with a curiosity, genuine curiosity. Then when I began to learn my own style of understanding the scriptures, the stories came alive to me and I began to experience them firsthand in my life. And this is the point that I saw value in his word, that it actually showed me how to live. And not just that, but to live in this world at the same time not being of it. Meaning, yeah, I'm here, my address is Texas, I have a street and I have a house and a mailbox with a number on it. I'm here physically around the people, but I'm not of it because I live according to eternal kingdom principles. I live with an, an acknowledgement and a reverence for an eternal God who is also not of this world. I live here, but for him. Mama, if you are like I once was and having a hard time getting yourself in the word, let me tell you one other thing that I had to do along with developing a sense of value for it. And that was to break up with the lie that I didn't have the time. And what's divine about that for me is I did it through the word of God. Proverbs 16, 3 has actually become one of my life scriptures, something that is a staple in my walk, something I always find myself coming back to. And it's simple. It says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. When I am willing to put God first in my life, he works in it. For me, this scripture was a revelation of freedom to let go of control, of focusing so intently on the millions of plans and to-do lists I had set before me, trying to just do everything myself from my own strength, from my own wisdom, and prioritizing what 
I thought was most important and what and what needed to happen to raise the kind of kids that I wanted to see as adults. But as I developed an obedience that started with a willingness to commit my actions, to commit my thoughts, to commit my time, my heart, to commit my children and the way I spoke to them, to commit my marriage and every part of my life, to commit it to him, to honor him, then my plans would succeed. That is the promise in his word. So my vision for my kids, my goals and plans for life would start and come to fruition by first being in his word and learning how to honor him with my actions. Psalms 37 for the Passion Translation says, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for what you desire most. In closing, I want to leave you with one more scripture, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. And there is another reason why we always give thanks to God. When we brought you God's message, we heard it and accepted it, not as a message from human beings, but as God's message, which indeed it is. For God is at work in you who believe. His word does a work in me, not like anything else of or in this world. If I need peace, it's in his word. If I need clarity, it's in his word. If I need direction or encouragement or strength, it's in his word. And it will work in me according to the needs that I have. His word is my self-care. Let me leave you with a brave mom challenge. You know, we don't have to wait until we are completely on empty to be filled. It can just be part of our daily routine to spend time with him and in his word. So the challenge is to carve out a time in your day to be with him, to be in his word, and then to stick to it long enough to make it a habit to make it a way of life, stick to it long enough to experience the life-changing power of his word. And if you are a mom that is still struggling with the desire to want to, I want to pray for you really quickly. Heavenly Father, would you just touch the heart of my sister in a way that you haven't before? Would you plant that hunger in her to want to know more of you through your word? Would you help her to experience it and understand it so she can see firsthand the value it has in her self-care, in her life, and the benefit that overflows to her children? Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm also going to ask that you personally share this with at least one other mom because I know we all struggle from time to time with our self-care and we need to build one another up, mamas, because we are raising a generation together. And if you want to connect more with our Brave Moms community, you can do so on Facebook. Also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find these messages in video format. I am so excited for next week as we continue this mini-series on self-care. Be Brave Mamas.